Hey, what's going on, Rainbow? It's your boy Jerry, the TRX for Washington, and we are here, Jump Fitness Company Studio, and we're back again for another episode of the TRX for Talks. Yes, this is episode number 275. I, we're going to get a little special with this one, not on purpose, not completely on purpose, I should say. Uh, some of it was planned. Actually, I was thinking, I've been... I've actually been thinking about this for quite a while. It's actually been a long time I've been thinking about this. I haven't really talked about it, but I've been thinking about this because it's like it's something that's been like kind of in the back of my mind, like the difference between intelligence and happiness. Is there a relation to it? Is there a difference? Is there some kind of like something that some causality is does intelligence mean happiness or vice versa? So I'm going to talk about this today and we talk about intelligence in relation to, in relation to happiness. And, uh, and today I'm going to try to prove that the most intelligent people are not necessarily the people that can regurgitate facts or the people that are inventing uh, different things or are the most uh, creative people in the world, but they are the happiest people. So I'm going to try to, in this episode, try to prove that the happiest people are actually the smartest people. Uh, I've never actually, as I just said not too long ago, I've never really actually talked about this specifically. I've thought about it a lot, but I've never actually come out and completely just try to have a whole conversation about it. Because I'm just, there's a lot of nuances to it, so I don't really feel confident with it, but... Today I'm just going to play around with this and we'll, we'll see how this goes and we'll try to think about some things in relation to uh, proving or we'll try to think of, we'll try to think of some things that will help me uh, prove that I, my, my hypothesis, if you will, that intelligence really makes a person happy. So... We'll see. We'll see what happens, huh? <laughs> so anyways, uh, you know, before we get this episode underway, I'd really appreciate it if you would share this. There are a ton of different ways you can share this uh, podcast. Uh, the easiest way to do it would be to essentially just tell somebody. Just tell them in person. Literally just physically walk up to somebody, ask them if they've heard of the General Fitness Company cast. If they said no, tell them that they need to, they need to get on. If they say yes, high-five them because you are in... Uh, you are in um, short company. There's not a ton of people. <laughs> There's not a ton of people out there listening to it. There's seven point something billion people in the world. So uh, uh, the chances that you might run across somebody that's listened to my podcast so far, uh, it's kind of small. But that's what I said, you know, if you have found somebody that's already listened to this podcast, they're probably like your soulmate. So you should make friends with them. So ask as many people as you can if they've heard of the General Fitness Company cast because you never know. You might find your soulmate. <laughs> it's true. You never know. So, anyways, uh, before <laughs> let's go ahead and get this episode underway. Get a little too silly before we get into this uh, the seriousness of this fulfillment Friday topic. So, anyways, here we go. Let's get it underway. Episode number two seventy five of the TR Expert Talks. Intelligence versus happiness. Lego. <laughs> All right.
right, so I brought up the big guns today. I actually just finished uh, meditating about this specific uh, topic because, uh, like I said, I've been thinking about this. It's been in the back of my mind for a little bit, and I just really haven't been able to like bring it to the forefront because there's just been a billion other things that I've been trying to get done around here. Uh, but it's just something I really wanted to explore, and this is my time to explore it. Yeah, it's my, this is my podcast, and this is what I want to talk about today, happiness versus intelligence. Now, what originally brought this up is um, uh, I, read a, I, I read a book uh, by Will Durant. I don't know if you know who Will Durant is, but he's one of the probably the, probably the top historian in world history. So he's probably like one of, well, was, I don't think Will Duran is alive anymore, but he was one of the top historians in history. Like this guy wrote books upon books upon books about like traditions and civilizations of the past. And this guy really has, a, he has had, well, he has, he does not alive anymore. And I just checked it out. He's not alive, but he had probably one of the most one of the most extensive libraries of 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 world history. Uh, this guy could pretty much tell you what happened since the dawn of civilization, civilization or at least pre modern civilization. Uh, so not necessarily like I don't think he was going into the the cavemen, so to speak. I guess he had a little bit of that, but when it came to actual like you know, like the uh, the original civilizations, the Egyptians, like the uh, people that came from, uh, what is that, the, the, the Crescent the crescent Ridge, or whatever that is, with the Tigris and Euphrates meet, uh, you know, you know where essentially where we used to believe where modern man, uh, quote-unquote modern man, uh, started their civilizations, not in a caveman, but, you know, like when we had, like, the Romans and stuff like that. By the way, just a little side note, uh, we found recently that modern man is actually not from the Middle East or Africa. It's actually been found that modern man now, like, actually you shouldn't even say modern man, but the original man, the OG man. So it's like when we first kind of split off from the, uh, from, from the cavemen, from the, uh, the Homo erectus, I guess it is, or the um, Neanderthals, I guess, yeah. When we kind of first made our first split from the Neanderthals, I guess apparently uh, we coexisted for a little bit, and then somehow there's still a kind of a mystery, but somehow the Neanderthals just disappeared, and out sprang uh, Homo sapien sapien. I guess that's us. So uh, just interesting, yeah. We originated originated in Australia and uh, what is it, New Zealand. So. Uh, I guess mostly Australia, though. So there you go. There's a little something, a little quick fact for the day. You can actually uh, take that home with you and uh, use it at cocktail parties. (laughs) First man in Australia. Anyways, so I wanted to talk about this, as I said, because uh, I I was thinking about how, like, intelligence uh, can be... So, like, we know what happiness is. We essentially all know what happiness is. We can identify happiness. When you see somebody on the street that looks happy, you can tell that they're probably happy. You know, or, the, or they're either that or they're really doing a great job of faking their happiness. However, you can't, it's, it's a little harder to distinguish what intelligence is. 
you know, like we have like a lot of dimensions of intelligence is what we call, you know, like for intelligence. We have, we have emotional intelligence. We have uh, uh, spatial intelligence. We have uh, uh, verbal intelligence. Uh, we have all kinds of intelligence. Essentially, every action that you can think of that we do that is some kind of repetitive uh, action, we have uh, something as correlated as intelligence as a uh, as an adjective uh, for it. So uh, that probably wasn't the right word for that, but as a descriptor for any type of we have, yes, lots of other things to describe intelligence. Let's put it that way. I'm not trying to get too fancy here because I'm already trying to get deep into something that I'm not really familiar with, but. I like to play and I like to explore, so I hope that you're enjoying this exploration of of this of these thoughts here on this podcast. So, as I said, like we have a lot of intelligence that we can think of. You know, we all know about you know the main ones: emotional intelligence, you know, athletic intelligence, which or body awareness is what a lot of people would call that. Uh, we have, like I said, verbal intelligence. People that are you're very skilled or linguistic intelligence, maybe I should say, people that are skilled at speaking or skilled at um, understanding uh, different languages or, un- or, spe- or um, understanding the context behind uh, different words and stuff. So uh, there's a lot of different types of intelligence, so it's hard to pin down what exactly we can call intelligent, right? And because there's so many ways that we can measure intelligence, you can't really say that one person is more intelligent than another person uh, based on uh, one specific specific criteria. Uh, but I, I want to see if we can maybe narrow this down to maybe something that is a specific criteria, and that would be happiness. Because I think that... Uh, we need we have to think about happiness i think as a whole we have to start thinking about happiness in a different sense a lot of people i think uh think of happiness as people uh that are quote unquote living their best life and that you know that could be it that could be true uh but these are people that are most likely you know like living lavishly you know having everything they need everything they want so to speak uh they're living in castles and traveling everywhere and have lots of money and they have nice cars and you know they're doing all the stuff that you can think of uh that a quote-unquote happy person would do uh, but i have being in this industry and being in being in the psychology field a that was like my first stint in this whole people thing uh, working with people thing, you know, at least closely with people. And now being a personal trainer, I, I've seen some things in my lifetime that could make you question uh, if those people that have everything in the world are truly happy. Because I've heard of, uh, there's a lot of people I know that have a lot of money. Uh, and I, I can I, I actually now, because I've started this company, general fitness company where our tagline is keep with company i haven't really run across those people as much as anymore as i did in my past when i first started training uh, but i have met quite a few people uh, that have a lot of money that are very unhappy with their lives and so like that's definitely not an indicator that can't be something that we can use as like an indicator for uh, someone's happiness because the exterior the exterior what they're showing to the world doesn't necessarily mean that they're uh, happy and I think the first thing that we can kind of do to tackle that is to say that if you are doing things to outwardly try to 
mask your unhappiness, well, then that is probably the first sign that you don't have uh, what we would call a high intelligence. So this might get this might. <laughs> I'm feeling uh, this might grind a couple people's gears or this might burn a couple people and I'm not doing it on purpose like I said I'm just like yeah, yeah. I just want to clarify that I'm literally just thinking, thinking these, of these things as we go along here and just kind of letting the, the thoughts kind of work parallel work in parallel and work in, in tandem and maybe give me some better uh, clearer ideas of what uh, we can how we can compare happiness to intelligence and how we can you know how we can prove that intelligence equals happiness. So, uh why would I say that people that are hiding their uh the people that are, maybe have the most uh that outwardly try to show they are happy or at least intelligent. Well, I would say it this way. I I would th- I, I'm thinking about this now and it's like if you are trying to outwardly show that you are You've got it all, so to speak. Obviously, you're covering something up, right? You know, we all know that the uh, those people that buy the big cars or whatnot or the fancy cars, we all, you know, especially the guys, you know, they're covering up for some, some from some insecurity, right? So I would say if you like, obviously, those things that you're that anybody that would be anybody that would be buying these things, everybody that is covering up, they're obviously covering up an insecurity, right? So the reason why I say that if you are doing and acting, if you are acting these things out, if you are trying to uh, cover up an insecurity, well then obviously you aren't putting in the work in the right place, right? So that's sign number one that you might not be what we would call intelligent. And it's only because of the fact that your time could be spent more on actually making yourself truly happy rather than spending your money on things that can make you happy. Because as we know, money is a tool for happiness. And money is a tool uh, to make you or people around you happy, but it doesn't actually make you happy. Just like a hammer couldn't make a house, but a hammer isn't a house. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? You have to use the hammer to make the house. Just like you have to use the money to bring you other things that might make you a little bit happier with your life. You know, obviously there's a point of diminishing returns, uh, as I've talked about yesterday, uh, where you can go only go so far, and then essentially, you know, like, it's just not going to help you as much anymore, and you have to find different ways to make the happiness, because obviously not buying everything is not going to make you happy, but there are some things that could probably make you happy that you could buy that would make your life a little bit easier, you know, that would make your life uh, a little bit more fulfilled. So uh, I I don't want to sit there and say that like money is not going to do anything, but I don't think money is the the cure for unhappiness. So let's put it that way. So trying to uh, use money to make yourself happy, I would say, as as, as I said before, is a first clue in not being uh, intelligent. So uh, let's move along here. So uh, uh, if you think about it, like the real, the real search here is like, you know, what, what people are really looking for is essentially the truth, right? We're all looking for the truth because the truth would probably be the closest thing to making us happy. 
Because once you find the truth, your truth or the truth, not many find, people find the quote-unquote universal truth, but a lot of people do find their truth. They find what makes them them, find out what makes them tick and what makes them... Uh, what motivates them, what gets them up in the morning and all that stuff. You know, some people, they don't really get up. They don't really know what gets them up in the morning. People don't really understand themselves other than the fact that they're human beings and that they have to uh, work a job because they have to pay pay off their student loans. And, and that's okay too. But, I mean, in the context of actually searching for happiness, I have to say that that's not the, uh, obviously that's not the in, most important thing. So, if you're in a, if you're in that search for truth, you know obviously uh, that search for truth has nothing to do with money. And that search for truth has a lot to do with like you actually considering your actions, what you're doing, and what your future actions could uh, possibly possibly be based on what you're doing now. Like what opportunities you're going to give yourself based on your current actions. So uh, I've talked about this before, like treating yourself like someone uh, that that you uh, care for and the reason why you would treat yourself like someone you would care for is because you are a community of of views you're a community of people you may not think of yourself as a community of people but you're one person that has actually spread out over time both in the both in the past the present and the future so if you are if you are looking for the truth if you're looking for what makes you you you're essentially looking for what is going to uh what you can do uh, to satisfy the use that's that's that spread out over time you know it's instead of like you trying to make the person you are right now happy by buying toys by you know maybe uh, taking time off from whatever you're doing uh, that you should be doing that you're not doing that's not really uh, looking that's not really going it's not really moving you towards uh, the you that we could say that is the, not the specific to the time frame you, but the you that we can identify as you over time. So I just I, I think it's important to understand that like truth is like the underlying issue that a lot of us. I have I think forgotten that is important for all uh that is important for us to actually be happy and to find that truth it's a lot more than just like you know being being good you know cuz like to be good is just like it's that's subjective cuz you don't know like we all nobody knows what's really okay we have an idea obviously we have rules and moral codes and stuff like that but we don't really have because we have limited knowledge, because if we have a limited understanding of what there is in the world, we have a limited understanding of what we actually know, and we have even we have a limited, even less understanding of what we don't know. So if if that makes sense, so it's like there's things out there we know, but we still don't completely know because it's just that we don't really know. Like for instance, uh, gravity. We understand gravity to a point, but you take gravity off of Earth and you put it out there into the universe. There's a, there's different rules that uh, in which gravity works. We found that out before. Like there's this thing called dark matter we don't even know about. We don't even know how it works, but we understand that it has some force of gravity, and we don't really understand how that works uh, in in the in the context of like Earth gravity. So there's things that we know. 
and there's things that we kind of know and there's things that we have no idea where there's things that we know that we know there's things that we know that we don't know right or things that we know that we know little about uh there's things that we know that we don't know right there's like your things out there you like i know i don't know that (laughs) and there's things that we don't know that we don't know so there's four different levels of like of what we know and what we don't know and if you think about that, just in that scale, there's only that, that, that little bit that we know is only 25% of the actual knowledge base, right? There's 75% of knowledge that we just have no idea about. And, and like I said, we are little mere specks. So we can't even really say that that 25% of what we know that we know is correct, you know, because we just don't know. So that's what I'm saying. It's like it's important to know about know our truth because like what we really know is like we just don't know anything. So where was I getting? Where was I going with this? So it, it's important to think about it in the context of like being being happy can't just be something uh, that pleases you with the time. And that's, that's more like I guess being. Well, I guess that could be happiness. That could be "quote unquote" happiness, but that's not the intelligent way to look at it because that's more of like the way an animal looks at it. An animal pleases himself in the moment, but we're human beings, and we're we're smarter than animals because we can we we can see ourselves over time, right? Now, a lot of people might say, "Well, ignorance is bliss," but is ignorance bliss? Like, if ignorance is bliss, then you really don't know what you are, what you have the capability of. Of of reaching, you don't have you don't know what you what, you don't have the meaning of your life, you don't have the meaning of like, your actions, you don't really have an idea of like what impact your you have on the world, or what impact your actions have on the world. And if you think about it, like we as human beings, we are oriented towards value. Like you have to have some type of something that you value. So that you can like be, so that you can strive toward. Otherwise, you it's complete chaos. You're not striving towards anything. Like I mean, if you just think about it this way, like even, even when it comes to like looking at something, right? Because our eyes, like the way we way we look, we don't just like, we don't see everything at a t- at one time. We know that there's like. If you've seen the forty-year-old virgin, there's like the, your your regular vision, your focal vision, like your central pinpoint laser vision when you're looking dead at somebody, and then there's like the peripherals, right? Remember when? I don't know if you've seen the forty-year-old virgin, but there's a a point where like they're teaching them like how to how to look at your peripherals, and it's not really as easy as they make it sound because in all actuality we can't really see it much outside of our line of vision if it comes if it goes like five percent outside of our line of vision if like it's literally like not even at the corner of our eye but if it's like just slightly off center from what we're focusing on all we see is like a general outline of what's going on right all you see is like a a blur and you can kind of guess at what it is but you don't really know what it is. And then you go even further than 5% and you have no idea. You're just completely blind. Everything just looks like a blob. So, and you can try that. Try it out. Like, literally try to see if you can see details. Uh, like, like, for instance, put your eye, like, put your hand, you can put your hand right to the side of your face. You know, palm facing towards your face. 
and try to see like what looks what try to see what your palm looks like. You'll know that it's a palm, but you have no idea what it looks like. And you won't even be able to see anything until it's almost directly in front of your eyes. And even so, you probably have to like shift your you'll probably end up unconsciously shifting your eyes towards your hand as you move it towards your eyes. So that's what I'm saying is that like we have no real like you we have no real uh vision of anything outside of our selective focus so if you're not focusing on it you're not actually seeing it so you're not perceiving it well i guess i can say i should say you're perceiving it but you're not seeing it in the way that you're actually seeing it and you know what i mean by that so and the reason why i bring that up is because the reason why uh the reason why i brought that up is because the reason why our eyes move is because we obviously have to value something, right? You have to value what you're looking at. Otherwise, you're not going to look at, you're going to be looking at everything and nothing at the same time. You'll never focus on anything, so you'll never see anything. And if that was the case, then we'd probably, like, we'd have a different type of visual system. We'd probably have, like, a, a, a radar or something like that. Or It wouldn't be the same because the way our eyes look, we, like, look around a lot. Our eyes move very quickly. There's a lot of, like, micro-movements in our eyes. So, and I don't, and, and there's a lot of studies that, and there's just a lot of science on that, you know what I mean? That's just 100% proven that our eyes are rarely ever steady. Like, we're always like a million micro movements a, 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 a minute. So, you're never looking straight ahead. You're always kind of scanning the room, scanning your surroundings, scanning your environment, looking for danger, looking for value, looking for uh, what you should be paying attention to. And essentially what you should be paying attention to is what you value, right? Because that's essentially what it turns, what it ends up being. So uh, why, you know, we're, <laughs> uh, you can tell I'm thinking this out here, uh, but why I bring that up is because, like I said, it's like if you have no idea what you're valuing, you have no, you have no focus, you have no, uh, you have no real track into where you're going, and so you have no idea on how to even create your own happiness. So, first of all, first, to have any happiness, you have to have some sort of value in your life, and to have some sort of value in your life, you have to know who you are. You have to know the type of person that, you know, that, yeah, you have to know what motivates you, what can bring you, what brings you forward, what doesn't bring you forward, uh, what, you know, essentially gets you out of bed every day. But a lot of people, as I said before, don't know that. So that's the first thing that we could look at is to like, the connection between intelligence and happiness, because people that can find that, that thing inside them that motivates them, that makes them, that helps them get up in the morning. Those are the people that are on their way to happiness because they can actually have something that they can selectively focus on to create happiness in their lives. They have something that they can actually um, point at and say, "This is what's going to make me happy." That may, now that not, may not say that may not mean that by going for that specific thing that they're that that is on their mind that they're focusing on is going to make them happy, but the fact, the very fact that they're actually pursuing something that possibly might make them happy is going to make them happier than if they didn't pursue something, if they were just like frivolously living life and just living in an existential uh, 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 purgatory, I should say, or I could say, 
because that's essentially what would be what it would be it would be like an existential purgatory where you just have no real meaning you have no you're just ex- essentially existing you have no happiness you have no pain because you have no focus and wherever you go is wherever you are and why that might be kind of cool for a little bit, uh, as I said before, the whole point of being a human being, what separates us from animals is that we actually have a uh, an ability to project ourselves into the future and project, predict what or have at least some sort of prediction of what would make us happier in the future otherwise like would be like dogs you know, like you know how dogs are like you give a dog some food and you can't you can't leave a dog with food because the dog will eat the daggone food up right away. I've seen that. I remember my old my my old guy Frankie before he passed. That would be like his thing. He put out food, and no matter how much food you put out, the guy would just always eat it. He'd be full, like laying next to the food, like with his face next to the bowl, like putting his tongue in the bowl. <laughs> It would be so fun. Like, what is this guy doing? He'd be like so full. I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it was cruelty to the animals. I just didn't know. And I wanted to see, like, what is wrong with this dog? This was when he was young. I just remember this. Uh, he was, like, younger. And I was like, what is wrong with this dog? I tried to give him food. Because I'm like, man, maybe he's starving. You know, this is like when I used to you know, when I used to leave and have my dog, my, my neighbor, dog sit. And he didn't really do a good job all the time. Sometimes... He'd be okay. Sometimes it'd just be like, oh, Frank, Frankie looks like he's, he's a little disheveled. <laughs> so uh, I'd give him some food, and he would just eat and eat and eat and eat. And I'm like, oh, I guess, you know, this is, like I said, but this is when he was a little younger, so I didn't really know that much about dogs. It's just like, oh, okay, I guess, you know, he was really hungry. But, you know, dogs just don't have the ability to think about themselves in the future. So uh, they just eat themselves silly and probably would die from eating. I'm pretty sure, like, if you gave a dog enough food, he probably would just, like, eat himself to death. But, um, <laughs> where was I going with that? Oh, yeah, uh, we're, we're, we separate ourselves from animals because we wouldn't eat ourselves to death. Well, yeah. We wouldn't eat ourselves to death. I was thinking, I was going to say those hot dog eating championships, but those people, they actually train for that. Like, your dog doesn't train for eating five bowls of food. Your dog just comes in from a run and says, oh, more food. That's it. You know, like, so that's what separates us from animals, essentially. We can project ourselves in the future and we can try, we can make an attempt to make not only ourselves now, but ourselves in the future happy. Uh, so again, going back to that uh, searching for that truth, because that's essentially what that is, that searching for the truth. Uh, that is, I, I kind of spun off of that. And I think I, I'm remembering that I was talking about uh, being or maybe I was just thinking this, but thinking about being a good person. Yes, I actually was talking about that. So yes, being a good person can't be it either because if you're a good person, well, I mean, we don't know what good is, so to speak. So we can't really say what good is, what bad is. You can only say what you can predict might work for you in the future. And the only way we can predict what might go work for us in the future, as I said, is to A, know yourself, and B, experiment with some things. You know, you got to get out there and try some different things because if you're not experimenting, uh, then you have no idea what's going to work for you. You're just going to continue doing whatever you've been doing and you have no idea if it's, if, you won't know the difference. You won't know if, like, if it's good or if it's not good because you, that's the only thing you're going to be doing. Uh, so, 
I feel like I've been going on a little long. <laughs> My goodness. Uh, it's about 30 minutes of talking here. So, yeah. As I said, this is like a, this is kind of like a, a thought experiment. And I definitely know I have a lot more to kind of think about here. But uh, I just want to, uh, I guess we could leave it here. It's just essentially uh, where we are right now is that, like, you have to, that your intelligence can be linked up to your happiness because the, the, the intelligent people aren't going to try to cover up their happiness. We're, we're breaking this down here. Your intelligence is going to be linked into you actually not covering up your unhappiness because at the end of the day, our goal, I would say, would probably be to be happy, right? We all want to be happy for the most part, I believe. If at the very minimum, not happy, at least have some kind of meaning in our lives. So I think like meaning might could be, could be a, precursor to, a precursor to happiness because happiness is like ultimate. It's way up there. Not everybody has a chance to have happiness in their life. But, but everybody can create meaning in their lives because happiness sometimes depends on like what external circumstances kind of happen, right? Like you could be... You could, well, essentially, like, you, there's a lot of things you just can't control in life. So, I mean, like, your your family could, uh, your whole family could die. You could be doing everything right, and your whole family could die tomorrow on some kind of weird whatever. Knock on wood, like, you know, God forbid that doesn't happen. But I'm just saying, that could happen. And that obviously is not going to make you happy. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's like, if you aren't doing those things to kind of help you uh help you like make better decisions for yourself in the future uh then you're not really loving yourself you're not really caring about yourself you're not really doing those things that can make you uh feel uh, have the even have the possibility of happiness so like i said like happiness could be like the penultimate of like existence but what we all can strive for is meaning and if we can find meaning in our life essentially that would be like you searching around and that'd be like your your eyes darting around and looking and finally finding something that actually sparks your interest something that intrigues you something sparkly and shiny i guess so to speak you know like in 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 whatever terms but you know like you want to find something that's sparkly and shiny that 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 sparks your interest that's something that makes you want to continue looking at it focusing on it so to speak and whatever that is is whatever it is and like i said it could be something uh that you know that that occupies your time and that makes you feel like uh, you're helping out the world. It could be something that uh, is just uh, uh, that you have to just do like as a routine every day. There's a lot of things that you could be uh, doing and focusing on to make that happiness. Uh, but as we wrap this up here, it's just like I, I I really want to have you consider that it's not a matter of being good to people that will make you happy or that will make you intelligent or it's not a matter of making having good deeds or something like that because that doesn't make you inherently good because as i said we don't know what good is like for instance uh, well we won't give any more instances we won't give any more examples but like as you know like we know one thing could be good but we don't know what those effects are in the future so like you can't really base your goodness 
on your good deeds because you don't really know what those good deeds are. You know, you don't like, I mean, it may feel good for you, but you don't know if those good deeds are really going to help you uh, or help others in the long run. Uh, I would say, if anything, you should be more central focused when it comes to your happiness and meaning. And then from there, kind of spread that out. You know, once you master that happiness and meaning with yourself, then you can kind of bring it out into the world. But I think it's important for all of us to understand that like happiness and, and intelligence really comes from a practice of like knowing who you are, knowing what satisfies you and motivates you, knowing what can make you a better person. Because once you continue practicing that and once you feel confident with that, uh, then you can spread that out to the rest of the world. And I, I, I wanted to say this, that it, it's not necessarily like those aren't mutually exclusive. Like you can do things in the world while still working on yourself. Like I wouldn't say like you shouldn't help anybody out until you have yourself squared away because that's not intelligent either. Because if you think about it, the most selfish thing you can do is actually helping out, helping yourself out and helping your community out. And the reason why it's selfish is because it's going to help you over the long term. You got to always remember when we're talking about when, uh, well, I got to remember too that when I'm talking about you or me or uh, in that sense, I'm not talking about you right now or you 10 minutes from now. I'm talking about you spanning over the life lifespan of your time, of uh, the time of your lifespan, or however you want to say that. You can imagine what I'm trying to say here. But uh, so it's like not a matter of you trying to satisfy your needs for the moment. It's you trying to satisfy those needs for the rest of your life. So that's why I say that's why I think it's important that we uh, we consider that and it has to be over time. So uh, I mean that's what kind of where I want to end this right here. I mean I, we could probably go on for a couple <laughs> a couple more hours to be honest with you, and we probably would get a, just maybe a fraction of an, uh, a fraction. Uh, more understanding of this because I think it's a it's it's a it's a complicated issue as I said like intelligence is something that we have we put a lot of different indic we use a lot of indicators to say someone is intelligent but I really think that um, if you really put those all together whether it be emotional intelligence uh, physical intelligence or spatial intelligence as it pertains to your your body awareness or linguistic intelligence as it pertains to understanding what people are saying and understanding what you're saying and putting those words in the right order so that the people so the so a majority of the people can understand or whatever intelligence you want to use all those you have to conglomerate into some kind of uh, something that makes sense you know, like intelligence is intelligence, but what use is intelligence if it's not doing anything for you, right? Like that doesn't make sense to like measure something that has no bearing on your life. Because essentially, like you could have a high IQ, right? And not because, you know, that's your intelligence quotient or, or whatever. Or, I don't even know what it, uh, IQ even stands for anymore. But <laughs> because there's so many different ways you can measure it. But uh, you know, it's like if you are good at math or whatnot, you're good at solving equations. That doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to have a uh, 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 a rich and fulfilling life. It just means that you're going to be good at solving math and equations. If you have a really good athletic uh, prowess, if you're really good with hand-eye coordination, that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be like a professional athlete. You know, so like you have to take all those elements of intelligence and you have to put them together to see like 
how this serves you over time for the rest of your life. And I think that should be the proper indicator of intelligence. Now, the thing is that we can't really, because it's so subjective and it's so particular and so specific to each individual, we can't really you can't really with it, with accuracy measure intelligence because you never know what these markers are going to do for that person you know like personality that's a different story that you know we could talk about personality we know for a fact there's specific specific personality traits that lead to success but when it comes to IQ we have no idea like exactly or I shouldn't say IQ but when it comes to quote unquote intelligence you know over specific you know, I, and I guess we could say intelligence of skills. I guess like skill could be inter, intermingled or inter, inter, inter exchange or it could be exchange. I, can, I guess exchange would be the better word. So, yeah, intelligence can be exchanged with like skill, I guess. But at the end of the day, like that is not going to lead to your ultimate like happiness, not going to lead to your ultimate fulfilled life. You have to put those together and actually make them work towards uh, truth, your truth, and that will eventually work towards you having a more fulfilled and happier life. And I'm sure there's a lot that I'm missing there. I know there's a lot that I'm missing there. That's why I'm wrapping up now. I'm trying to put it together, put this thought that should probably take longer, <laughs> closer to you know maybe three, four hours to really come up with. As I said, I've, this is, I've been thinking about this for a while, so... I'm pretty sure if I were to think of it, you think of this even more and think about this particular conclusion that I've come come to now, I probably could come up with a little bit more, probably come up with a little bit more and maybe even give us an even clearer uh, idea of what happiness is in relation to intelligence. But, you know, this this episode's kind of run long today. It's probably one of my longer, <laughs> longer ones. I don't even under, as I said, you know, now you know, I really do like these Fulfillment Fridays because I really do like to just ponder these things and, uh, and, 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 and think about how life really comes together when you are uh, uh, actually thinking about when you're having purpose behind your thought. And I'm not saying anybody. I'm not saying anybody out there doesn't have purpose behind their thought. And I'm not saying I don't have purpose behind behind my thought any other time besides this. But like when you actually are laser focused on a specific topic, and you're really trying to get to all the elements and the details that actually lead to that specific hypothesis, uh, then. It, it 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 just changes it just changes things let's put it that way so i i really do really do appreciate you listening i'm going to go ahead and uh wave the white towel on this one i'm <laughs> go back to the drawing board and see if i can even come come to even uh clearer uh, uh, conclusion about this intelligence versus happiness thing but in the meantime i really do appreciate you listening whenever you're listening whether it be morning afternoon or evening i do hope you're having a good one uh, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and as always keep good company i got no switch of button when it comes to thinking of you i got no switch of button.